In the United States, the most recent time change for daylight savings happened last night at time of recording. Daylight savings is a bit difficult to replicate here in the astral realm because the 12 suns don't always move in sync, so knowing which daylight to be saving is a challenge. A similar challenge is deciding what to do if we do get rid of daylight savings. Most Americans are in favor of getting rid of it, but deciding which time to stick with has already proven to be a challenge. Politicians, business lobbyists, and whatnot are pushing for setting our clocks such that the sun is up later and out later, saying that it helps increase business and foot traffic and all that good stuff. Medical experts note, however, that setting our clocks so that the sun is out later will cause issues with people's circadian rhythm across the entire country, and the right option would be to more closely match our working hours to daylight hours. Of course, it's also easy to say we should just meet in the middle and set our clocks by half an hour in between the two options that we have, but this poses its own set of messes, and being half an hour time-shifted from most countries that we work with is, uh, not wonderful. Personally, I have an extremely tenuous relationship with sleep as is, so I'd prefer to not have my circadian rhythm destroyed for the sake of keeping businesses open later or whatever, but everyone's going to have their own opinion on this. But what do you think? Email me at neverending at fea.st. That's Neverending Feast. My name is Endeavorance, and welcome to Episode 7 of Podcast from a Desk in the Astral Realm. Last week, I said I was going to start having guests on the podcast, and I'd be changing my schedule. That is still true. It's just hard to schedule sometimes. So this week, I do not have a guest, but I will be changing my schedule starting on this episode. So I will be going from every week to every other week so that I have a little bit more leeway when I'm scheduling and recording with other people. But I'm really excited about the list of people who are already interested in coming on the podcast. And if you are interested or if you know somebody who would be wonderful to have up on the podcast, again, email me at neverending at fea.st. I would love to get in touch. But in the meantime, I want to talk a little bit about the way that this podcast is going to be going, bringing on guests and whatnot, and not having just me ramble about whatever's on my mind is going to cause a bit of a shift in the way that the podcast is actually structured and run. So I want to just go over that real quick. As I bring on guests, the point is to talk to them and learn from them about the thing that they are passionate about. I want to know what they care about, their fandom, if you will. I've said before that everything is a fandom. I want to experience the world that these other people live in through their perspectives. I have my own things. I have stuff that I'm very interested in, and I can talk about those at length, but I do that on many other mediums. I want to learn about other people who have very deep interests in any topic, really, things that I know nothing about, the less I know about it, the better, really. And I intend to sit down with these folks, ask some really interesting questions, pick their brains, and have a good time. And then I also want to invite them to drop just a little bit of their own lore for the astral realm, because I want this to be a collaborative fiction. 
And so as the podcast goes on and as we have more guests on the podcast, we'll be changing everything about the world that this podcast takes place in and the collaborative fiction that we're building together. Now, I will say that I will not shy away from slightly controversial subjects or current events, but the goal is not to create yet another podcast in which I just bring on guests and talk about current events and just do commentary constantly. That will happen, but that's not the inherent goal of the podcast. The goal, again, is to just bring on people and talk about interesting stuff. And so with that said, now seems like a great time to comment on current events. So, a billionaire whose name is in the news way too much recently purchased a major social media website and is now flailing around trying to figure out what to do because he seemingly didn't even want to actually buy it in the first place. This is one of the most stark examples of why social media platforms should not be the way that we think about the internet and how we engage with it. I've talked previously on my YouTube channel about why deep platforming shouldn't even be a thing, and it largely comes down to the fact that we have these few massive websites which are so big and so commonplace that to be removed from one is considered a digital death sentence. For a long time, we did not have a notion of deplatforming. If you were on a community forum online and you were being an asshole, you got banned. The community would self-moderate and kick you out. And you just, that that's just how it was. There was no review board. There was no terms of service ethics violation. If, if you're being a dick, you got kicked out. And that's because that's how it works. That's how it works in normal society. You don't get to just go into a party, be an asshole to everyone there, claim free speech, and then eat the cheese dip. No, that's my cheese dip. Get out of my house. Damn, I, I actually really want some cheese dip. Anyway, the thing that's really interesting here is the younger generation is already intuiting this. They are not taking to these legacy, massive social media platforms in the same way that older generations did as these platforms were springing up. We ate this up and got on these platforms and lost what made the internet special of having all sorts of amazing, niche, interesting places to be. And yes, we traded all that nicheness for discovery and mass reach, but I would also argue that that's not necessary and not healthy even. And I can go way, way more into that. And I have, again, on my YouTube channel, I've talked about this a bunch, but it's just, it's a mess. But still, there's hope. As I said, the younger generation is intuiting this and they are shifting away from these massive platforms and to smaller managed discussion groups. Chat apps are a really big deal for the younger generation. Things like Discord and Telegram and iMessage and all that good stuff, WhatsApp and everything else. It's a place where you can create a group chat and keep up with the people you want to keep up with without having to deal with all those externalities and people coming out of nowhere to just harass you. You can actually control your communication and keep a space that makes any kind of sense. And yeah, they still engage with stuff like TikTok and other massive platforms like that. It's not gone, and it's not going away forever, and it's not even going to go away significantly for quite some time. But I think we're starting to already see that shift, and that gives me a little bit of hope. But what do I know? I don't even get a data connection here in the realm. But anyway, as I said, this is going to be a bit of a bridge episode, so I'm going to close out here with a few parting thoughts. I have a game for you. 
I've been playing this myself over the past few weeks, and it has given me uh, a lot of work to do and a lot of mental respite. I call it Keep or Yeet. The way this game works is just step one, list out every room in your house or apartment or cave or whatever your domicile may be. And then each week, pick one room and go through literally every single object in that room and ask yourself, should I keep this or should I eat it? Be critical about these objects. Ask yourself, is this something that's actually useful or am I holding on to it because I'm holding on to it? If you were going to move tomorrow, would you bring this with you? Would it, would it be worth packing it up? Can you replace it quickly, easily, and cheaply? And can you afford to replace it quickly, easily, and cheaply? It's going to be a different calculus for everyone. But at the end of the day, you probably have more crap just lying around than you may think you do. And that's not a negative thing. It just happens. Things get pushed into a corner and forgotten about. Just go get rid of them. You don't have to throw everything away. I highly recommend, if you can, to make a pile of things that could be donated. Specifically, if you can donate, try to donate to a direct action or mutual aid group in your area. Especially for things like clothes or any kind of just general life supplies. But just this morning, I did my kitchen and <laughs> I threw out two 50-gallon bags worth of crap. Just old pots and pans that are too scuffed and destroyed to even really use and things that are rusted over or cracked or a ton of extra glassware that I definitely do not need. And maybe it's just me, but walking back into that kitchen now, I, I feel lighter. It feels good to not have all that stuff hiding away, atrophying. Well, that is actually all from me today. I am going to go get back to organizing a few more guests. I'm pretty thrilled with our first guest. I'm really looking forward to that. I will announce who it will be after we finish recording. And, you know, once I make sure everything is, is in good condition to actually be released. But I think you're going to enjoy it. And I already have a handful of other folks who are very interesting people who have very interesting things to say about very interesting things. Interesting. My name is Endeavorance. Thank you for listening to this rather short episode of Podcast from a Desk in the Astral Realm. Take care and be well.